You're listening to Rust Belt Running. Running is what makes me realize that, like, I'm a human being who is worth something. That is not a good measurement of my value as a human. We get between eight and 10,000 additional comments, and I read every one of them. So you had to run Sand Run for your first. You become race director and take it out. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's got to be old guy naked in the locker room. I, I get to spend time with my friend Adam. I get to do something with my friend. Right now, I'm not thinking much beyond what I'm going to be drinking next week at this time. Coleslaw on a taco is not taco, it's barbecue. And so we'll be discussing tonight with some occasional swear words from Andrew because he's upset. And that's okay. I know him as the biggest Kid Rock fan around. You rap that. <laughs> oh, dear God. You're listening to Rust Belt Running. I'm Adam Wheeler. You can find me on social media at Wheels Up in CLE. Joined as I always am by Andrew Hediger. You can find him on social media at Andrew Runs A Lot. If you want to find the podcast on social media, you can find us at Rust Belt Running. Andrew, how you doing? Uh, it's, uh, I'm doing fine. Yeah, <laughs> we're both thinking about the weather. I mean, um, you can see the sun yeah. shining in beautifully uh, through my window here. It looks nice out. Um, it's cold. Yeah, so it's uh, you know, it, it's Sunday uh, before we post this. Um, it is the great debate of inside versus treadmill that you and I have had, which we, we it's not really a debate. We understand it's the lesser of two evils. Which evil are you more willing to right. accept? And you are more of an outside guy, more of an inside guy. And, right. Um, yeah, we talk about this with Darren here in a few minutes, but yeah, I'm I'm feeling because of the wind, the wind, and the fact I'd have to wait till about two o'clock for it to actually get to almost forty. Right. That's the other thing. Like, that's what sucks about weather like today. Like, you can't go out at, I mean, you can, uh, but I would I would not, uh, right. if I have the choice, go out in uh, at eight in, like, 26-degree weather. Not my you know, thing. what's so hard about this so far is, I think this is, this is the end of, I think, my third week since I got back from Charleston. And, you know, with running, especially, like, once you get into the meat of race training, there's there's a rhythm to it. You have certain workouts that you do on certain days. I do right. my intervals on Tuesdays, tempos on Thursdays, long runs on Sundays. And when you've got weather that's constantly fluctuating and like, you know, we're having this weird winter where like we've had two storms that have dropped about a foot of snow each on us up here. Right. And then on top of that, we're getting like these random days. We're like, Oh, you know, a casual six or seven drop on you today. No big deal. Um, it makes it really hard to really stay in that rhythm because you know, if I'm going to run, like I got a 17 miler on tap next week. Ideally I know where I want to run that. I don't know if that route's going to be anywhere close to clear. Right. You know, so maybe like usually my long run would be on Sunday. I'm going to do it on Tuesday because Tuesday is supposed to be in the fifties. It's supposed to rain, but it's supposed to be in the fifties. So I know that where I want to run is going to be clear and it's going to be safe for me to run. And I'm probably going to move my intervals to Sunday we're supposed to possibly get, you know, another casual possible six inches of snow on Thursday. So oh. my attitude is, is I only need like a, a mile stretch of clear road for me to do intervals. There's multiple places I can go do that. And it just, it sucks because it seems like every time it seems in the last couple of weeks, once we get through a stretch where it's like, Oh, we might be done with this. We've had a couple of days of 50 degrees. It goes right back to being freezing. We get another round of snow and it's just, I have not had a normal training week since I got right. back from Charleston and I don't yeah. know when I'm going to. Oh, it is going to be nice tomorrow. It's going to be very nice. I'm actually doing Friday's easy run tomorrow. because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Friday is going to look like. Oh my gosh. That's like, awesome. I'm not going to waste 50 degree weather. Yeah. I, you know, I'm looking at the same thing. Cause I got 10 today. Um, I'm going to get that in at the gym. Um, and normally I would be off tomorrow. Right. But yeah. I, I might, I might have to, you know, go out for like the easy, like four or five just to do that. Cause yeah, I don't want to go out on Tuesday. Like, right. yeah, you're right. I mean, it, that, that's what sucks. Like tomorrow is kind of an aberration because every day that we've had that hasn't been like snowy or really cold, it's been really windy like today or yeah. rainy. 
Yeah. And because, uh, yeah, that's because like Wednesday I went out and ran and it was windy, but it was a shorter run. So I was willing to, you know, brave the elements for that. Yeah. And um, I I got dressed. I didn't really know what to expect because I knew that it was like 20 mile per hour sustained winds. And so I, I was like, I'm going to go tights, short sleeve shirt, windbreaker and see how uh see how that works for me yeah. and uh it was too warm when i had a uh tailwind uh but when i was going uh headwind i was freezing yeah so it's like that that's part of what sucks about it i mean i know i sound like a whiny little bitch when it comes to the weather and i don't care because i hate the cold so i will 100%. complain i will complain about it as much as i want uh you don't hear me complain about heat I will complain about the cold, um, but you know, it's still only February. So I'm not like mad about it yet. I'll, I won't get mad about it until like the end of next month when we still don't have any like reprieve from it. That's yeah. hard to get mad, but yeah, whatever. I was taking care of three guys that were in town from LA to do some shooting for the all-star game. And, uh, I'm like, Oh, you guys really have to be loving being here in the middle of all this. Like, actually, no, like we're so used to, really really hot weather that this is a change of pace it's kind of nice you know right and like how are you enjoying it i'm like this is the worst winter we've had probably in the last 20 years and i was explaining just like uh... we'll get cold i mean we had we had the polar vortex winter and that was bad but my first year... my first winter here um what year uh, let's see. I moved here, I think 2008. So it would have been 2008, 2009. I think may, it might be 2009, 2010. Yeah, that's what it is. <clears throat> um, we, I moved here on Christmas day okay. was my first full day here. I arrived Christmas Eve. Okay. I think maybe I arrived Christmas day. I don't know. Um, the next day we got like 12 inches and it was this year where every week we got like four to six inches of snow. Okay. Just yeah. every week it, we had like the snow drifts and parking lots that were like 20 feet high. Yep. Like, and they were there until like the end of May. Yeah. Like uh, that was, that was the worst winter that I've had here. The polar vortex winter was awful because of all the ice we yep. had that year too. And I mean, the amount of just, Sub-zero. Let's stop talking about the weather. This sucks. Let's yeah, talk about sorry, running. Uh, we, we, we had uh, Darren Boyd on today to talk about um, his running experiences and his drinking experiences uh, in college as well. Um, Ooh, bad whew, yeah, that's a, not, not a paid advertisement for absolute. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, but well, yeah, we, we, well, what I was going to say, what we, cause we got into this with, with him, like that liquor that you just can't go back to. Did you mm -hmm. say what yours was spiced rum? Yeah. Oh, Captain, right. Captain Morgan. Yeah. I, Oh, I had too many of those one night at a friend's house when his parents were out of town. Yeah. I think it was like the first or second time I drank heavily and, okay. uh, we had to clean up the next day and oh. it, that smells so strong. Yeah, I can, and like something oh. like spice rum, and um, you know, I said mine's Jaeger, mine's, and it's the same thing. Like, that's got a distinct scent to it, and oh, oh and Jaeger is just not good ever. I, I like, don't know why that was a thing. If it is still a thing, ah, uh, let's see. Is Jaeger uh, the only good thing that ever came from Jaeger? Was do you remember the YouTube video, my new haircut? No, I don't think okay. so. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to, um, when we end recording this, we're going to watch that together. Okay. Because um, <laughs> it is hilarious. It's one of my favorite. It's one of those videos that came out like before things really went viral like they do okay. today because like smartphones weren't as large as they are. Like you had to, oh, okay. When I get home, I'll pull up my laptop and pull it out. Like, um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's hilarious. So it's a uh, yep. Well, I'm 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 getting it ready right now. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know why Jaeger was ever a thing. This video is the only positive thing Jaeger ever did for my life, and I don't. I probably only had like five Jaeger drinks my entire life. So um, never got drunk off of it. It's just nasty. Like 
Black licorice is gross. Why do you want a drink that tastes like it? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Adam's dry heating currently. Ugh. So, um, well, again, not what we, uh, not what you're here to listen to. Um, we did talk a little bit about running and then we started complaining about the weather. Yeah. All-Star weekend's been fun. I haven't paid any attention. I did. Uh, I did notice that Jared Allen was getting ripped over his um, just normal clothes. Just wear normal clothes, folks. Yeah, like that's it. Dude's just I, he's got the greatest smile in the NBA. Um, greatest smile. He's got a great. I mean, just the great like old school head of hair. Yeah, like like he looks like he could fit into playing back in the seventies, early eighties, oh, sure. Showtime Lakers, or like like dr j or something yep like he's yep. got he's got that kind of look to him yeah like he uh yeah and he's just he's just like a normal dude playing basketball like that's what i like that's what i like about how he shows up he's just wearing like deck shoes blue pants and yeah. just a gray hoodie like yeah. he's just like i'm cool like and, and and whoever was uh crapping on his style that that sweatshirt he was wearing is probably like a four hundred dollar sweatshirt that probably. just looks super basic he could probably but, buy one for like 20 but still yeah, he's got the money. So yeah, I also buy the, uh, the four hundred dollar one. I also, I also like, um, I also like how LeBron's like trying to be like, "Hey guys, I'm still in Cleveland. Like, you're not." He, he tried to claim our third All Star. Yeah, look. I'm your third. Right. No, you're not so, here anymore. My thoughts on LeBron are this: I love him yes. still to this day, and 100%. I, uh, I, I don't care about the Lakers and what they do because yeah. he's not a Cavs, so I don't care about his NBA success. Exactly. I, uh, I, I, I still will um, appreciate what he does on the court and especially what he's done off the court and continues to do off the court uh, for the kids in Akron. Um, but you're not a Cav right now. You left us the second time, which I'm not hurt about. You brought us a championship. Go do what you want. Yeah. But you, you can't claim us right now. Like, right. At, at least from a basketball standpoint. Like, no, you're, you're an L.A. Laker. You don't get to come here and say – I'm Cleveland's third all-star like, nah, you're really not bro. Like, and keeping the door open to coming back. You know what? If you want to come back, that's fine. But the only way I am okay with him coming back is if he like comes back, says Kobe Altman is in control. I'm not going to mess up what you have. And I will sign for like the mid-level exception and not mess up your ability to sign people and keep these guys here because I like what the Cavs have. They are very fun to watch. Um, This is a team that is going to be very, very good for years to come. Mm -hmm. And it is very fun having a good team without LeBron. Yeah. It's different. Like, and this is team basketball we're watching. Yeah. uh, On both ends of the court and fun. Kevin love is back, which is just the greatest thing in the world. Because fun Kevin Love is probably my favorite NBA player of all time. I, he's and he's more fun than he was during the championship years. Um, he's accepted a role off the bench and he yep. just comes in and knocks down threes. Just like we we need a spark. He's he should be the sixth man of the year. I oh one hundred percent. I don't know who could compete with him on that. I mean, obviously, I'm wearing Cleveland goggles, but like. No, yeah. I think there's I think there's legitimacy to that. He, I mean, he's coming in and he's putting up like 18, 20 points a night. Mm-hmm. And he's he's hitting, he's knocking down threes when we need them because yep. we, we've been a slow starting team. Uh, which is yeah. that could be an Achilles heel for us, especially in the playoffs and on the road. Um, but uh you know, if we get down like into the first quarter, you bring Kevin Love in and he can knock down some trays. And exactly. then and then you know, we we kind of get our mojo back and start playing on but team ball on both sides of the court and things turn around but yeah this is this is kind of incredible because i think you and i are almost fully agreeing on this whole thing that never happens but um yeah you and i talked last week when we were talking about athletes and like how there's that sort of like we dehumanize them because we want them to be what we want them to be yeah and uh yeah i think we i think i talked about a little bit like after lebron left the first time like i came to sort of recognize like Oh yeah, no, this is a business for them. It's a job. Yeah. And just like I would take on another job, like maybe I want to live somewhere else. Maybe there's more money. Maybe there's a different opportunity for me. Like 
pro sports athletes are going to do the same exact thing. So, yeah, you're right. He came back. He got us a title. I do not care at all that he went to L.A. You do you, man. Like, the team right. clearly looked like the team at that time wasn't going to be able to compete with Golden State. It's time. It's totally fine. But, yeah, like, you can't be in L.A. where you wanted to be, where, you know, the team's been built to try to maximize LeBron, which means getting rid of a lot of good young players and, you know, win now mode that has now turned into, like, oh, crap, we can't win now mode. You can't be like, you know, those Cavs, they look really nice. Right. Like, dude, you left. It's cool. Like, if you want to appreciate what we're doing as a as a fellow professional, like that's all good. Right. If you want to be like, hey, you know, I used to play there, I still have a soft spot in my heart for right. them, that's fine. But the whole like I'm your third all no, no, yeah, no. you're an LA Laker. That's where you wanted right. to be, dude. You, you made know, that like, decision and yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah. But you made the decision. Like that's it. Yeah. Like I don't feel like I didn't uh two thousand seven, two thousand or wait, when did he leave? Was that two thousand two thousand ten? So yeah, and th- so that was my first uh, summer in Ohio. So yes, I was right when I was talking about when I moved here. Um, yeah, like I, I don't feel like it did in 2010 uh, when he left, not at all. But yeah, don't don't be coming back here and claiming us. And I'm right with you now. too. Like they're they're a good young team with great chemistry, um, and usually for better, but sometimes for worse, LeBron tends to make everything about him and he's going to go down as one of the three greatest players of all time. So sure. That makes sense. But he's also on the back end of his career now. And I don't think you want a guy on the back end of his career coming in and messing with chemistry uh, and a team that's really gelled. And, you know, you talked about loving fun, Kevin love. I think probably one of the reasons why fun Kevin love is here and why it's more exciting and more fun to watch him than it maybe it was during the title years was that, you know, when, when that pressure is just constantly like win now or, or bust. Um, I don't think Kevin Love necessarily enjoyed that as much. There was a right. pressure there that was, it was a little less organic than this is now. And I think what's, what he's enjoying about it is it's organic. It's fun. Like it's going to go somewhere. Hopefully it's going to go somewhere with them. But, um, you know, you want it to be a situation where like that pressure isn't like, Oh my God, we have to win right now. It can just kind of happen as it happens. Yeah. And, um, I think that's why you have fun Kevin Love, and I don't think you want to upset that dynamic. No, no, I, I, I don't. So, yeah, there's definitely got to be agreements on to what LeBron would. And, I, I mean, I, I don't get to make those decisions. That's no. the only way I'm okay with him coming back. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's, The debate should stop. I hate what we do. I, I don't – I haven't lived in other cities – um, during the social media age. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if other cities are all this way, but it there's so many hyperbolic, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, don't know. Cannot think of uh, fake situations. What's the term I'm looking for? Hot takes? No. I don't hypotheticals? know. Yes, there we go. Wow, okay. could not hypothetical situations. Yeah, that like there, there's so many hypothetical situations um, and, and hyperbolic, false, fake, wannabe situations that the media brings up. That's like, ah, uh, drives me nuts. And that's happening right now with this LeBron thing. It's like the trade deadline's passed, so he's not coming this year. Why are we even talking about it? Like, right. it just, it drives me nuts. I mean, you're seeing it with Baker Mayfield and, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers and Res- Like, we, you got to even get those guys to want to come here to waive their no trade clause anyways. So it's right. not even a conversation worth having. Like, I don't, it drives me nuts. Um, a conversation that is worth having, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm really sorry because I thought that was a really good point. And I, I had a similar thought yesterday. Like, I feel like – and you're right. I don't know if this exists outside of this city, if it happens in other cities. But I feel like so much of what goes on right now is people almost wanting to like – it's almost like a competition to make the most asinine, like way out their points. So you can like – you know, months down there will be like, oh, I said that way back when. Like, see, right. this thing that – this crazy thing that I said actually happened. And it's like – you understand that in this day and age with all this tweeting and all this sports talk, something you said two months ago, something you said two days ago is forgotten. Right. So if you say something asinine three, four, five months ago, nobody's going to remember it. Well, unless old takes exposed gets a hold of it. Um, and even then, like it's a, it's a, <laughs> I love those by the way. I do too. Um, 
Even yeah, then, it, though, it's like, okay, for like a, for 24 hours, old takes exposed is going to have you, and it'll be a thing that gets retweeted, and then it goes away, and we all move on with our right. lives. Yeah, it, it's, like, it's like how I used to pick my NCAA brackets when I was younger. Like, mm-hmm. dude, I picked so many upsets. Like, yeah. it wasn't not even funny. And a couple of them would hit. I'd be like, oh, I'm so smart. Like, I'd hit, like, two of them. Yeah. But I'd miss, like, eight of them. And yeah. I'd, I'd have no chance of winning a bracket pool because I just picked upsets. Yeah. And it's like a broken clock is right twice a day. You know, so, yeah, these people, the Daryl writers of the world get to, you know, he's a Browns beat reporter. I don't know why he's talking about the Cavs anyways, but like he gets to, you know, throw out some of these things and they get to talk about it all the time. And I just, I I can't, I just, I don't want to hear about LeBron coming back. I like this Cavs team. Let's talk about how awesome Evan Mobley is. He should absolutely be the rookie of the year. I don't know how anybody even competes with him on that. He should honestly almost be an MVP conversations. Like, I, I mean, you, you added him to this team and suddenly they're fourth in the East and like a game and a half out of the number one seed in the East. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else you need. Lowry Markinen is coming back soon too. So it's about to get fun. And I love what we did at the trade deadline because we didn't, we added a key piece without really getting rid of anything that was, and we gave ourselves, we opened the door for Rubio to come back next year. He barely wants to. Um, but we we added a key piece without disrupting that core that yep. we have. And, yep. and so I really appreciate that. And a lot of people shat on Kobe Altman for a long time. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. It, at least it felt that way. But uh, I don't know what decisions you wanted him to make at the time. And um, things have really worked out. So, um, yeah, but we, we didn't come. You didn't come here to listen to us talk about Cavs basketball. You came here to listen to us talk to uh, to Darren Boyd, and uh, he he's got a lot of great things to to talk about. He's got a lot of great experience, um, some experience of success, some experience from failures, some experience from chafing. He's really sit down and have a nice breakfast while you listen to this interview. Yeah, just sit down gingerly. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's uh. Some of it's painful. It's a little squeamish, but it's awesome, and it's definitely worth a listen. Uh, so here's our uh, here's our time with Darren Boyd. All right, Darren, thanks for joining us today. How you doing? Good, guys. How are you? We're good. Yeah, I'm I'm sick of the cold, man. I'm yes. I'm staring yeah. at either yes. t- ten miles and twenty mile per hour winds and thirty degree weather, or uh, 10 miles on the treadmill today and I'm not neither one seems appealing. <laughs> yeah, no. Not not one bit. Yeah, you might as well go uh, outside. 10 miles on the treadmill is But see, I oh, yeah. I'm such a freeze baby like date night with my wife last night. I uh, you know, we just go like shop around. Dude, I was like sprinting from I was the least chivalrous guy around <laughs> because I'm just sprinting from the car to the um shops that we go to because i was just no no i hate it i hate the cold and last night was cold cold yeah Mm. and windy yeah and that's the thing today like i would do the wind or i would go outside in 30 38 degree weather but when it's like 20 mile per hour sustained winds i'm like "Mm." yeah i don't know about that and our friend will mercer is out running like a 50k right now yeah i saw that overachiever yeah, and he sent he sent me a picture of a dude who is running it shirtless. Why? Not even I would do that. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to prove? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He he sent it with the caption, David would be proud in reference to <laughs> our arch nemesis David Goggins. So all right. Well, we didn't we didn't bring you on, Darren, to talk about uh uh, shirtless dudes running ultra marathons. We we came to talk about you today. So you're you're a runner. You had quite the uh, 2021 experience, but you have 12 years of experience before all of that happened. Um, so why don't you just bring us up to speed a little bit on you and your you know some of your running journey? Cool. Yeah, I uh, really started running. My I kicked it off with uh, actually a Suzuki Coleman 5K in like Columbus 
was my first ever like official race. Um, I think like 2009, 2010, um, really wanted to break the 30 minute mark. Uh, I think it, it was first race. I think it came in like 31 minutes. So it was, uh, it was fun, but I kind of, a, a old boss of mine told me, he's like, well, once you first start racing or run a race, you're going to, you're going to get the itch. And you're never going to mm-hmm. stop. And I'm like, eh, who knows? Just, I'm just doing 5k, you know, have fun. Um, but yeah, next thing you know, I signed up for Akron Marathon Relay, um, ran the towpath section, which is fun to say the least. Um, mm-hmm. Then after that, really just did a bunch of 5Ks, 10Ks, and ran my first Akron half back in uh, 2012. Um, and that was that was an experience. You know, I your first half, you know, you feel good around mile eight, nine. And next thing you know, you're like, ah, this is, uh, this is, I got four or five miles left to go. This is rough. Uh, um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) But you know, once, I don't know. So once I first started that race, I just like, well, I got to do it again. You know, like the, the itch is real and I have to keep scratching it. Um, then I ran, did Cleveland half, did flying pig half, um, did the towpath half marathon. Um, so a bunch of, I, I, I got around Northeast Ohio running half marathons until I ran my first, uh, full marathon back in 2018, ran the Akron full. Um, and obviously the first full marathon was a, uh, heat advisory. So it was, I was going to ask that I, oh, that year was brutal. Yeah, it was, I think yeah, it was the last time. They started downtown before they moved to Stan, like Stan Hewitt, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was, it was hot. But I remember turning on to West Market, going down Market from Highland Square, and it was just there's no clouds, there's right. no shade. It's just pavement and just heat, um, and like you're almost you're a mile or two away from the finish line, but you're just like, ugh. It was, and I don't do well in the heat at all. Um, so I'm, a, I'm sweating right now. So I'm a, <laughs> I, 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 I tell my friends, like I sweat standing up, like it's real. Um, What's funny about that race for me was I was, I was gonna run the full that year and I was just going out to just coast it. And, uh, when you came up to the split that was downtown, that was, um, I, I forget what the road is that goes down. Oh yeah. Is it high that you, yeah, you turned high. down? And uh, so I get to the split and I think it was Brian Poland who was directing the traffic there. He saw my full bib getting ready to turn left on high to start uh, meandering towards the finish line. And he was like, no, this way. I just looked at him and laughed and I was like, no, 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 I'm going this way, dude. Like I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was such a crazy year because I mean, those advisory emails they were sending out, they were basically like, Look, if you're running the full, you really need to consider just running the half. Good luck. Like, yeah. I've never seen emails from a race like that that were like, it really is not a good idea for anybody to run the full today if you're running over like three hours. Yeah, that was real, especially because I think that was a year you had to go, you went up market, then you came back down market. Mm. It was, I forget what the course was, but it was like I, I contemplated like oh, my first full, like, I got to do it, but being underprepared with nutrition and water and really right. didn't have any salt intake at all, all what I you know what I was doing. It was, it's, it sucked. To you told us beforehand when we, before we were recording that you played football, did any of that, like kind of the hard ass mentality of football training, did that come in handy? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you just playing football and playing college football. It's like, you have that mentality of grinding it out and, you know, whatever it takes, get it yeah. done. And just that mentality is, it's a good mentality, but also it's, it can bite you in the butt sometimes. But I, that's part of, I guess I would say problem, but what makes me tick is that football mentality sometimes where it's just grind it out. Let's, let's do something crazy. Let's push our bodies to uh, see how far we can go. So that might have been one of the reasons why I stuck with the fool instead of turning left and been contemplated with 13.1 miles, you know, being like 0.8 from the finish. Yeah. that has been yeah. 
Yeah, especially seeing people like already drinking at like acronym or something. It's just like <laughs> that's what Thanks, killed guys. me. This, that's what killed me this year when I ran the full. Like you turn a left on Market, you already see people outside just having beers. I'm like, gosh, I got 13 more miles left, and you're <laughs> these people are probably two beers deep right now. I'm like, this, like I'm jealous. Dude, what was that experience like this year? I, I was downtown spectating, and it felt awesome to like be back. We we have yeah. There, uh, the Cleveland Marathon was a shell of itself. We raked them over the coals pretty hard right after I ran that. Um, Akron did a great job. I felt of cutting some costs. Like they didn't do the Canal Park stuff this year, but and they changed the course. They didn't do this Stan Hewitt start that was. I thought awesome in 2019. Um, They didn't do that. uh, But apart from that, it still felt like the event. Like what was that kind of like, you know, except for running past people who were drinking an acronym. Um, Yeah. What was, what was the, what was the experience there kind of like this year? You know, it it felt electric. I would have to say, especially going through Firestone park. I mean, those, everybody just showed up and showed out. Um, Going back through downtown was, it just everybody was there cheering on. It almost felt like I'm not sure if you ever ran the Fine Pig uh, half or full marathon, but you go through downtown. I think around like mile four or five, and there's people lined up each side of the road to it. What it kind of felt like. Um, then going down, I mean, the towpath is the tow. I mean, I I spend 85 percent of my runs on the towpath there on Memorial Parkway, um, and San Run was just chew me up and spit me out. But once you got back to West Akron, I mean, it was just that energy you needed at mile 20, 21. Um, it's, I had a couple beers on the course. It was just, <laughs> it, it was, it was, for me, it was, it was fun because I wasn't running to be the time. It was more like a training run um, because it was two weeks out of Canal Corridor. So I really got to enjoy the course, enjoy the surroundings, thank people. Um, but then coming back downtown, it just felt, I mean, it was different not finishing at the rubber duck stadium, but it's still where people were having the time cheering. I, I say it felt, it felt, it felt like old Akron. Like it yeah. felt, it felt good to be back, especially going across the bridge and seeing people coming back across the bridge while you're going on the other direction. Like that felt like old Akron. It feels too like there's a number of races that came back last year that had canceled in 2020. And so much of what you hear with those races is how much it felt like it was like those old races, people coming back. Like there was this craving for just being back out, whether you were a runner, whether you were a spectator, just being back out and being part of that race experience. You heard that with Columbus. I've heard that a lot with Akron. There was just kind of this craving of being out and enjoying a race experience again. Yeah. Especially. See the same people you you know who are running, just either you're running by or they're cheering you on. It's just like I, I remember going, uh, I think up west, up Sand Run, then going like towards west through West Akron. And the guy who does Project Outrun, he saw me. He was getting the water station. He was like, "You got it, man. This is just a training run for you." And he's <laughs> hand me water, and, and I was like, "You know, this is yeah, this is this is fun." I saw people who I haven't seen. You know, on the course, and especially that time of the race where you're just, you're 20 plus miles in, it's, it's good to see like people cheering you on and knowing I could see my wife and son who are we live a block from the course, so it was uh it was something to look forward to. Speaking of you know a marathon being just a training run for you, you, you haven't stopped at marathons, you've kind of it branched out and done really all different distances. So what pushed you then beyond marathons that got you going into ultras as well? Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was, I forget what year, maybe 2018. I was, uh, went to pace my buddy at, um, Eagle Up Ultra, which mm-hmm. is down in Canal Fulton. Yeah. And I was watching him run and seeing the people. And I'm like, well, why can't I do this? You know, like I've run a marathon before, like, I see what he's going through. Like, I can do this. Um, so in like 2019, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet and sign up for my first 50K just to kind of see. You know, I know it's going to be painful, but I'm like, well, if I see other people can do it, why can't I? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Which is, 
not the best mindset for some people because, <laughs> you know, I mean, how far am I going to push myself? But um, that was really my first thought process. And when added at Eagle Up 50K um, in 2019, and really was a uh, learning experience. <laughs> Very much a learning experience. 31 miles will teach you a lot, won't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just you. It took me, I think, a little over eight hours, I want to say. Um, Man. Just a lot of a lot of time in your head for your first yeah. ever race. I mean, I, I ran my first marathon a little over five hours. So, you know, that's three more hours on your feet. Um, and like I said, like I, my nutrition was terrible. Um, didn't drink enough water. I have videos of just my thigh just pulsating and cramping. Mm. Um, it's just, I, I just didn't know what to do because your first 50K, you think, oh, I, it, it's going to be rough. But I mean, it's, you're talking first week of June. So it, it could be 80, 90 degrees and hot and humid. And it was yeah. that. Well, and part of what would make, I haven't run Eagle up yet, but I've been there plenty of times and I can yeah. only imagine part of what makes it so tough is part of what makes it so awesome is the fact that it's loops because with the loops, you get like that awesome community of people that you get to see every five miles. Yeah. But you also have to run past all your comfort every five, five miles. miles. And yeah. so I, yeah, I can't, uh, I'll get there. I'll do something there one day, maybe this year. It, it's, it's fun. I mean, cause you really you sign up. It's a you have twenty four. I mean, Eric, the race director, is super. He's a really great guy. Um, but you have you know twenty four hours to complete your distance, so you have time. And what kind of? It's nice because there's water stations in like every mile um, on the course, and there's a, like halfway point. There's like aid station. Um, but then once you get back in the infield, it really is. Like it's a party in the yeah. infield. Like it's just people just camp out, drink, just have a stay overnight, have a good time, and that what makes me want to come back. I mean, five people think it's a loop, like you're seeing five miles, but I mean, five miles is a a good distance where you're able to do a loop. I mean, I know yeah. there's courses where you can do mile loops. You know, that's that's aggressive, but five miles there's there's parts of the course, and you're on the towpath where you can pinpoint like, Oh, okay. This is what I see this tree or this rock. This right. is where I'm at on the course. Um, so it was, uh, I love, I mean, I've ran it two to three times already. Um, and I, I, it's like a race. I always want to go back to. Are you going back this year? Yeah, I am. I'm, uh, I want to do the hundred K I did. I did a hundred K. I think it, my years are getting messed up. 2019. Yeah. It was pre COVID. 2020 uh, will do that to you mess yeah, up your years yeah yeah no i did i i tried to do the 100 at um eagle up 2019 and i stopped at 100k um and i was it took me i want to say 19 hours so i want to i want to go back prepared knowing 100k is my goal um and just spend some time on the course man you know time on feet so it's uh i'm it's i I always say like, oh, I'm not gonna do it this year. And it's my buddy's like, yeah, we gotta do Eagle Up again. I'm like, let's go, you know, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it. So, yeah, I'll be in the beginning of June. Well, that'll be my my first race. So, gotta train for that. What's the furthest you've ever gone? Canal quarter, seventy six miles. Okay. Um, and I was, I did that last year. And it's, a part of me, it's like, I'm happy. I, farthest I've ever gone, longest I've ever gone. Um, but there's knowing that it's just like, I'm that close to that 100 mile mark. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's, it's like I said, the mentality is a gift and a curse because I've, I sh I'm, I'm happy I've gone that far. But I mean, 30, 24 more miles. I mean, it's a long time, but in the grand scheme of things in a hundred mile race, right. You're, you're right there. Um, so yeah, still scratching that itch. <laughs> <laughs> so f funny story about me, uh, tracking Darren during that is, um, uh, 
we uh, we had numerous people that I follow on Instagram were tracking you. You know, Coach Rachel and at Run Well Be Well, she was yeah. at the race, and you know, I was checking for updates from her. And uh, then I I just suddenly didn't get any for like two days, and I didn't hear anything from you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my yeah. god, he's dead. <laughs> like, he's yeah. just like, and then then you randomly tweeted something, probably about Baker Mayfield or something like that. And there's that grenade. I, um, nah, yeah. we weren't the the debates hadn't started yet. Um, but you tweeted something, and I was like, dude, you're gonna give us an update on your race <laughs> yeah. or no? And that was yeah. how I found out was just hopping into your mentions about something not even running yeah. related where I'm just like, yo, what'd you do? And then you told me you, you got to 76, but yeah, I mean, after 23 hours on the course and I was just the model places I was sh- chafing. I was like, I need, <laughs> like I need a day to just, like, it, it hurt. I'm not going to tell you the stories, but it's just, just no, I was you know chafing in places men shouldn't chafe in. Uh, it was like I just needed, especially being up for over twenty four hours. It's just like and trying to get back to everybody, and it's just like I, I was I was disappointed not finishing, uh, but I was just, just exhausted, you know, after stopping at three in the morning, at three three thirty in the morning. It's just like. I need. I'm not. I don't need a beer. I don't need food. I just need a shower and not and, and Vaseline. Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> like, Andrew, we got our Andrew. We got our preview for this week's show. By the way, right there. Well, I I went yeah. back in into my uh, Instagram messages and um, you you must have posted something in your story about race report and how you suck at race reports because I said you do suck at race reports considering I had to ask you 48 hours later. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, <laughs> he's a man of his word. Hard to think about race reports when you're chafing in places you aren't supposed oh. to chafe as chafe at as a man. And I'm not going to read the next couple of messages because, yeah, I'm, no, yeah, that, <laughs> well, the begin the beginning of one of the messages is I don't care how graphic this sounds. It's the and then I'll just let you take it from there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. I, I remember in the middle of the night. I forget what time it was. I was with my buddy, and I, I'm just we'll throw it out there. I don't care. I had to pee. Then I, I go pee, but it, I take care of what I do. But then, to make a long story short, <laughs> you, you tuck it back in, then there's still some that dribbles down. And the amount of pain that I felt when that <laughs> happened, it's just like you don't, you have to stop. Like, <laughs> it, and there's no way around it because it's, 12 or one o'clock in the morning you're still trying to move but yeah that's uh then the shower the next day with that is 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 painful but it's uh then i always question myself why the hell do i keep putting myself through this then i sign up for more races so so what what was what was worse what what pain was worse the chafing or just running 76 miles Oh, the chafing, because you, you can't, like, there's no way, because I was talking to Rachel before the race. She's like, oh, yeah, just, you know, put on, you know, some lubricants throughout the middle of the race. I'm like, I remember I saw my my crew member, Mick, at mile, like, 31. I was like, well, give me some that. And I'm trying to rub. I'm like, this is, I'm already sweaty. Like, I, how am I going to go, I'm going to go to a bathroom and just drop my shorts and everything to, wipe it off and re I'm like, this is, I'm already exhausted. I'm just said, this said, fuck it. Just keep running. But it's hard to reapply chafing down there when you're already yeah. 30 plus miles into a race and you're sweaty. Um, so yeah, it definitely, because it, it all, you can't get rid of it. I mean, no matter how, what you t- piece of clothing, you try to maneuver there for stop the rubbing. You just, it's always there. And I don't know. That's that's one of my Achilles heels, other than salt intake is controlling my chasing because that can deteriorate your whole race. Oh, it's so awful. And in over a distance like that, I mean there's only so much you can do. I mean <laughs> yeah. like you you can't 
Yeah, you can like stem the tide a little bit, but at some point it's like holding the ocean back with a broom. It's just not gonna work. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and, oh well, I, I'm I'm getting cringy talking about this. Like yeah, I'm having to we, sit we can move like on. real I, I'm having to sit like real gingerly thinking it's taking me back to my surgery I had back to, in uh, March. To anyone who's listening to this while eating breakfast, <laughs> how's that tasting right now? <laughs> you guys doing okay? <laughs> Mm, salty. <laughs> <laughs> this might be our brief to Andrew. <laughs> Golly. All right, let's get back to running. Um what what is all right, so like what is what is running for you look like? Obviously, because when you're getting ready for ultras, when you've got ultras coming up, that's yeah. not something you can just jump into and do like a 10 week program. So like, what does your running on a regular basis look like? So you're kind of in that, in that point where you can jump into training for an ultra. No. Yeah. I would say, sorry if you hear that noise, it's I'm downstairs with my dryer going off. Um, oh no, you're good. Right now, probably let's just give an example. My next couple races I have coming up, um, the next couple months, I'll probably just building. I have a good base now, but really long runs consist of, you know, before I hit the peak training block, um, you know, long runs consist of 15, 18 miles. Um, during the week, I usually average about five to six miles a run. Um, some speed, some easy pace. Um, usually during the week, on total, it's probably around like 30 35 miles um so it's really i tell people it's it's very similar to how you train for a full marathon um do before peak week um but then once peak week starts i know like last year i think it was like middle of august to middle of september between i taper for akron um i banged out 250ks um just training runs my long runs and two really, I did two full marathons on my training runs in the 20 miler. Um, so you really, when it, once you crank it up for peak week, it's you're banging out 50 K runs, um, either once or twice a month, mm-hmm. um, then marathons, but it really, during the week, it's barely five or six. Cause it's really, the focus isn't really the weekly runs. The focus is mainly on, the weekend runs and time on feet. Yeah. Um, right. Because it's, it's one thing where you could run a 50 K fast, but me kind of middle of the pack, middle back of the pack runner. Um, I'm out there starting at, you know, four AM and I'm getting done around, you know, 11 in the morning. So it's a, it's a lot for the weekends, but it's, Time on feet. If you could spend six, seven hours just walk running, getting your pace down, and a lot of it's, excuse me, getting your nutrition down as well. Um, what are you going to fuel? What are you going to fuel with? What are you going to eat? Whether it be pop tarts, spring energy, tail, what just coke, just kind of experimenting with a bunch of different stuff, um, which which was fun because I can eat a pop tart at mile 15. If I want to, I can, if I need a Coke, I can pull one out of my pack. Um, granola bars, chips, like just how to fuel with food is what you're trying to pinpoint on your long runs. It's not really pace. It, it could be distance, but time on feet and fueling because there's going to come a point where you need to fuel with food during ultra. When you hit that, 30, 40, 50 mile mark. If you're not eating pizza or chips or quesadillas or something, um, it's going to affect you. I think it's so funny what the food that ultra marathoners eat is because you, you think so much as a runner that we eat healthy, but you know, you're, you're looking at all the quick stuff you can take on and you're looking at, you know, high sodium, you know, high carbs and all that. And yeah, sugar is carbs. So yeah, yeah. A Coke is a great thing for you to throw into your gullet at that point. And, um, you know, yeah. chips are awesome for it, but it's just, it sounds so counterintuitive to running. But over yeah. that distance, now nah, it hits you right away, and yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you well, need I've, something you can 
that, that, that hits you. Yeah, ramen has been my go-to um, just because it's carbs and it's super high in sodium. Yeah. So, and it's easy, it's easy to digest. So right. I've, I've done, I remember it was a picture I took of my, my friend Mick, who's a hundred mile uh, finisher. And like in the middle of the run, I busted out like a, a mason jar of ramen. Just, I <laughs> just, it was, it was cold, but I'm like literally just slurping it down because that's, it's just what you, when you find something that works for you, you just, right. once you see ramen, it's just, I don't care if it's hot. I don't care if it's, I can just drink the, just the, the broth. There's so much salt in that. And mm-hmm. I, when you sweat as much as I do, and you're so salty, you just need that something that can put back the sodium that you're losing. Um, and that just comes by experimenting, really. I remember I eagle up when I was doing the, trying to attempt a 100 miler in 2019. I came back to the infield. They was like, you want ramen? I'm like, yeah, this is, give me ramen. So I had a cup of ramen, ate it, came back around. It's like, give me more ramen. But I made the mistake. I ate the ramen, then I took like a goo. Then next thing you know, five steps down, I, I puked it all up, um, just because ramen and like a goo or something it just doesn't go well together. So it's a lot of experimenting. This is the most nauseating episode we've ever had <laughs> by far. <laughs> I mean, it's I, it's it's hard. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't. It's hard not to, I mean, because you, you want to experiment with so much stuff, right? Um, but at the same time, it's. I remember I puked that canal corridor this year. I, I don't know, maybe I had like a grilled cheese or something, and it's just, it just didn't. It just you want food, but you don't know what's going to sit right, right? So you have to, if you're feeling nauseous, puke. But then it's like puke and rally. Like you got to keep going. Like you can't just. Get a ginger ale, get a Coke, get a Sprite, and just just keep hammering away. Um, but no, yeah, that's to say I've had my fair share of puking on the course is uh, it's an understatement. Puke and rally, college training paying off again. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I know it's funny. I was with, speaking of college puking. Um, I was with with my wife at the liquor store, and we were buying. She bought like some absolute watermelon. I'm like, that makes me puke. Because how many times in college where I drank like Bacardi Limon in a Gatorade bottle and thought I was cool walking around campus. Like a lot of times. <laughs> I thought I was cool back in 2004 drinking flavored <laughs> vodka. We, I mean, because I'm 19 years old. I don't know what's good or what's not. But oh, right. this, this will be green apple Smirnoff. Yeah, I'll drink that. And you know, anytime I smell oh. it, I just, oh. oh yeah. I'm that way with spiced rum. Oh, oh yeah, I can't. It oh. just it haunts you to this day for some reason. Yeah, yeah, Jaeger. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's bad too. Yeah, like, uh, that's so if bad. I smell even Red if Bull. you never, oh yeah, yeah. Like, they're both know. bad. Even if you never got <laughs> sick off of it, because it's it's just such a nasty drink in general. Yeah. Um, Are those still uh, a thing? The college students still do those, or was that I just mean, like I, a phase? I would imagine it still it does. People still drink that. I mean, vodka and Red Bulls are Jaeger bombs, and I, I'm assuming. Like I, I, I think about yeah, like Jaeger's not even good, and I just wonder like, <laughs> why, why the hell do we do that to ourselves? I, I have no idea. But not now here, I'm I'm taking a look at your Instagram profile, and I see you have you have definitely upped your uh, drinking game because I'm seeing craft beers, I'm seeing uh, high quality bourbon. You've definitely uh, you you've upped your drinking game to something more appetizing than the rest of this episode has been. We, yeah, we yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> you know, young and dumb to be old and wise. You have to be young and dumb. So That's so true. I was definitely young and dumb back in the day. <laughs> My wife still probably still thinks I'm young. I'm just dumb. I'm not even young anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Got rid of the good part of that and kept the bad one. (laughs) So you you mentioned uh, to me last week you were you were listening to one of our episodes from December that you were kind of in your off season, Um, but you're also and how our off season episode in December um, kind of hit you, uh, kind of met you where you are. And 
but you're, you're talking about doing Eagle up again in June. So if you're in your off season right now, like what's that looking like for you? You know, that, that episode really, I don't know. Some, you know, sometimes you either hear something or you read something and it's just, it just hits, a, it hits a nerve um, yeah. in a good way. Um, and that, that hit a nerve for me because I was literally struggling because after Canal Quarter, I was like, I knew I was so close and I got so far. And I'm like, I want to get back on it. And I was messaging Coach Rachel. I'm like, hey, we got to work on speed. I had to find a way to get faster and stronger. That way, when I hit the 50 mile mark, I'm at a good point. Then I can keep pounding away. When I hit 70 miles, I'm still feeling good. I need to be faster and stronger. And I was just so pumped for the month of December. And I'm like, I'm still struggling to, I haven't really digested everything. I haven't took a step back um, just mentally. Like it's physically, I'm, I'm, I'm feel good. But like half, half this shit is just majority of the shit is so mental. I had a college coach told me 99% of it's mental. The rest is in your head. I'm like, in college, I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Um, I used to try my head football coach. I'm like, dude, get the hell out of my face. Um, but now I, I really, I needed, I was telling her like in January, like I'm struggling to mentally get around to back training. Like I used to be the guy who, you know, I'm out there at four, four thirty in the morning, grinding yeah. through the snow or heat or whatever um, during the week, going to work and coming home. Sorry, did it? We good now? Yeah, we're good. We got you back. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but I was like, I, I don't want to do that right now. Like, I want to sleep in on a Saturday. I want to. If I don't, if I can make it to run, I'll run. And, you know, if I don't, it's that's okay. And I just kind of like you guys say, like normalizing the off season. Like it's just like you grind and you grind so much when you try to prepare for a race, whether it be a half marathon, full marathon, PR for Boston, or, you know, doing ultras. Like, you just put so much time and effort in. Like, sometimes I need to step back. You know, I can't be an ultra Darren all the time. You know, I have to be, I have to be a dad. I have to be a husband. You know, I just, it felt good to this off season, just if I can run, run, you know, if I don't, it's, yeah. it's okay. I'm not going to beat myself up. So I've been trying to, you know, get in four to five miles at a time, averaging probably 15 miles a week, just, you know, really just let my body and my, my mind just relax. But once you get that, once you, I finally felt like after that, after listening to the episode, I almost felt like I had closure to my off season nice. because I was like, struggling mentally to knowing I went so far and got so close, like you almost want to keep pushing more and nine times out of 10, that's going to, that's going to hurt you. Right. Um, so after, I feel like after that episode, I was like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It almost, it almost validated what I was feeling. Like it's okay to feel that way, you know? Um, then once my mind, I felt that way, I'm like, okay, let's, Let's mentally get, you know, an idea of what you want to run next year, whether it be Eagle Up, whether it be Burning River, um, and let's let's reach out to Coach Rach and let's get back on the swing of things in March. But it, it especially knowing that my next hundred mile attempt will be the beginning of November, like that's a long ways away, you know. So it's hard to grind and. December, January, February, knowing your A race is until the first weekend of November. Like that's that's a long time. And yeah. you're you're probably not going to get any return on much of what you do now, anyways, in November. So why you know why yeah. why would you you know r- run risk of injury? Because I mean that that could ruin your return in November, you know, or burn out and just not you know really not be able to train in two or three months. You know, so yeah, take this time to do what you're doing. I think you're doing it definitely the right way. So yeah, and but I, yeah, that, that... Gap, 
Oh, Sorry, I just want to say I, I appreciate you sharing that. Like, yeah. I, I no, thought that yeah. was, you know, it's it's always cool to, um, to you know, see how it how it um, affects somebody. And it was just it, it was perfect timing because you just shared it last week, and we were having you on this week, and so that was just something I wanted to hit with you. Yeah, and definitely I'll be getting back in the gym. Um, something that I saw. Uh, Sally McRae posted. I'm not sure if you yellow runner. She's, but yeah, she posted um, like have her athletes lift then run, yeah. um, just to make sure when you're running, run on you know tired. Get used to running on tired legs. And I was like, right. you know, I never. I used to do the opposite. I used to run then lift. But I'm like, I've been doing that lately, and it's. I felt it's almost like running after a long run where you're. Mm-hmm. You know, you're tired, your legs are sore, but once you get like a mile two in, like, okay, I feel back to normal. Um, right. So kind of getting used to, even I did, I'll do legs for a half hour and then I'll run for a half hour. Um, right. And get used to feeling running on tired legs because mm-hmm. that's what you do with training. And if I can get stronger, then run and be stronger later on in the race, that's, that's my goal. Um so that's my off season has been like, really, it's just been getting back into the gym, you know, building strength and just keeping the miles kind of low um, until I crank it back up. Yeah. Well, that, that gym work's definitely going to pay off. Um, and uh, I look forward to tracking your, uh, your, your training as uh, you know, you begin to kind of approach the, the end. You're starting to approach the end of that off season a little bit, but um, you know, as you get ready to start ramping up again in the next month or so, I really look forward to seeing that. And then I'll see you at Eagle up in June. I'm sure I'll oh, see yeah? you at other races. Are you running now and then? I haven't fully committed yet, but yeah, I'm the, the idea is been percolating for some time. So, um, yeah, that's, that's something I'm strongly considering. So it's, uh, it's fun. A, it's a, it's a party. Oh, I know. I love going down there. I really do. It's I'm I'm there every year and, you know, I'll go down, run some laps with people. I've run with Will Mercer last year. I ran with doctors, Tim and Mike from POP. Um, Like I've like, it's a, it's a great event. So yeah, I've I've definitely been a, I've been, I've been been thinking about it. So no commitments yet. Just, uh, you know, kind of, kind of looking at post marathon, Andrew. I think you already committed, so I think uh... no, no sure have sure, have not given them any money yet. So, but, but yes, I look forward to tracking your stuff, and hopefully, you get that hundred in November. Um, is that that's the yeah, that's the goal, a, right? Yeah, it's called Whispering Grace uh, Hundred. It's okay. a new race that Eric, who does race Brimstone, which get lucky uh, running with the Nomies. I think that he does Tuscarora's fifty mm-hmm. hundred. It's his new race. Um, so it's like a three, I think it's a 3.2 mile loop. Um, okay. In the beginning of November. So I'm, I'm just pumped because I, I'm not, I'm such a salty and sweater. Like I sweat so much and running in the summertime, it just, it kills me. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times I ran Burning River and I just struggle because it's oh, middle, of, of middle of July and you're on the trails and, well, back in the day, I just didn't know what my nutrition was. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I'm happy at least for a hundred attempt, you know, beginning of November, knock on wood, should be cooler. Um, but I can handle, I can handle 40s and 50s rather than 85 and humid or 90 and humid. Oh, yeah. Right. So. Well, I, I, I wish you the best of health and everything and hopefully good weather for that. And, um, just God bless your balls. That's all I can say. <laughs> yes. um, any any tips you but, guys can give uh, me? That's uh, I'll take any suggestions yeah. from followers or whoever. You know. All right. So yeah, any of the dudes listening out there who got the <laughs> man chafing tips, um, yeah, direct them our way. We'll get the information in the right hands, so to speak. <laughs> 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 Man, this is perfect if we ever yeah. get to do an, an Ask Us Anything episode. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Adam's been wanting to do that for a while. I don't want to know <laughs> where that would go. But um, yeah. I do know that we need to wrap this up. But I, I I wish you nothing but the best. I thank you so much for coming on. 
Um, I should have had your handles up right in front of me. Oh, um, it is on Instagram. You can be found at Darren D E R O N underscore Boyd D B O Y D D underscore. Um, and Twitter, I'm not sure. I'll just give Instagram cause that's where we're most active. So, uh, yeah, that's make cool. sure you go follow him for his, uh, you know, kind of see his journey as he gets, uh, gets back to a hundred mile attempt and he's going to crush it this year. So thanks so much for joining us today. We really do appreciate it. Um, to all our listeners out there, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, scri- like, subscribe, review us on your favorite podcast platforms and like there and share your experiences. And, uh, you know, we love to hear it. We, we, uh, we hope to, you know, be able to impact as many people as possible with this. So that definitely helps. Um, but Adam, I will see you next week. Uh, Darren, thanks again. And to everybody listening, enjoy your miles, everybody.